sticks up my nose. I'm glad you did this after we started recording. No. Know what they say? I'm a Vic son. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone outside and in between, welcome, welcome back. back. Uh, this is a movie discussion podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Sam Bannigan, and I am Andrew Thomas. And you heard my little pre-show uh, ritual. I put on Vix, so I sound better better for you guys. Does it work, huh? Does it work? <laughs> they don't know. They don't know what you sound like otherwise. That is true. Um, how are you doing, Sam? How has your week been? It's been all right. Uh, it's felt busy, despite not particularly being busy. I feel like I've done a thing every day. And that hasn't happened in 18 months? 19 months? When was when was March 2020? How long ago was that? That was the last time I did one thing every day. There's a grief that can't be spoken. Huh. But you were busy, busy boy. Yeah, I felt busy. It wasn't crazy busy, but it was nice. Uh, it was a good, I would say, a good week. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, what about you? How's your week been? Um, it's been good. Uh, just a lot of, uh, realizations in my life. Mm. A lot of, uh, I was, I was talking, I was talking to someone and they phrased it perfectly. I was I'm burned out with no with no end in sight, so I'm just kind yeah. of. Which hey, isn't that kind of just the tagline for life? So at this point, yeah, this is uh, late stage capitalism, baby. We're less than three minutes in, and here we are, <laughs> burned out with no end in sight. No joke, my roommate Ben um, got crazy sick for like mm. a week. Uh, he got COVID tested, was not COVID. I legitimately think he was just so burnt out that his body was like, you need to rest for one week and I'm going to force you to do this. Well, Uh, that actually happens. That's a thing, is it not? Yeah. Medically? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, he was like, I don't know what's happening. I was like, I think it's burnout. I think you are just Mm -hmm. completely at the end of your goddamn rope. Because he has not taken time for himself in like, I don't know, half a year, a year. Damn. Like it, yeah. He's like tried, but I, but he's been so stressed about other stuff that it's like hasn't really worked. Uh, I love that. I'm at the end of my rope. One day, when I'm when I'm screaming, when I'm having a breakdown, I hope I get to say that I'm at the end of my rope. It's yeah, just a good. It'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen. Just the it'll certainty. Happen. Yeah, that'll happen one day, Andrew. I can tell. <laughs> you're burning. You're burning the, the candle at both ends. One day it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's coming sooner than you might think. Have you seen uh, Richard Gere in, in Officer and a Gentleman? Ah, uh, me? No. Ah, uh, well, I haven't um, seen a lot of movies, Andrew. 
Oh, you've seen 190 at least. At least I've seen that many. At least. And you saw that many in like three months of quarantine last year. Jeez. So, you know. Remember that sometimes, now movies like mold together. I'm sure they do. I'm fucking still in this shit. I was talking to Justin and Lupita today and they were like, man, it's crazy. Everything's like open up, blah, blah. I'm just like, y'all can fuck right off. Sometimes I love, I... I love both of you. Justin and Lupita, if you're listening, I love both of you very dearly. But holy shit. But sometimes, no, that happens to me. Sometimes I'm like, Sam, isn't it great that we're finally out of the... <laughs> 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 oh, sound like a porky pig car. I did. You want to hear me rap? Um, remember that? <laughs> Jesus. Remember Dude. that movie? Oh, no, I do remember that movie. It's a, it's a space jam. It's a space you jam. Know you know what it is. Oh, God. Speaking of space jam, James Bond, Skyfall. Space, <laughs> space James. Space James. The 22nd James Bond film, directed by Sam Mangold. No, Mendez. Mendez. Mangold is Logan. James Mangold did Logan. Sam Mendez did Skyfall. Yes. Ford v. Ferrari, 1911. 1911. 1917. 1917. <laughs> That's the and, type of week I've had. And Spectre. And Spectre. Hashtag justice for Spectre. You like Spectre? I like Spectre. I don't think it's the best one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's pretty good. I think it's like as good as Casino Royale. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's very fun. I'm also, I'm just, we're going to get into this later. Yeah, I'm we'll... a sucker. <laughs> I'm a sucker for any story, any like longstanding story that suddenly in one movie is like confronting its own past. Mm-hmm. I think that's very, very interesting. That's something that we're going to talk about later this episode. Skyfall. 2012's Skyfall. Let it crumble. We watched it. We saw it. I'm saying Andrew's lines. We did. Andrew, what'd you think? This time or other times or whatever. It's much like the first time I watched it. This movie bangs. This movie is like a lot of fun. I was dreading yeah. watching it, and then I put it's it long. in, and it. I've seen this movie like front, front, frontwards and backwards for nine years. I didn't finish the ending. He, they got Did in the car. Really they got in the car, and I was like, I've seen it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got to go to the coffee club. They, it's all home alone. I understand. <laughs> Spoiler alert, M dies, I know. And then Money Penny, and then it's the same background as... It's all Home Alone. Oh. <laughs> I know. I saw this movie Amazing. last year, it was great. <laughs> yeah, no, I really, really, really like this movie. I always have. I think Javier Bardem is a really, really fun villain. Ooh, the best. 
I think this movie does what <clears throat> a lot of movie at the time, especially, tried to do was be serious and fun. And a lot of movies were just serious and then they were boring. This mm. movie takes itself seriously, but it still allows itself to be fun and have these amazing actual action sequences happen. Yeah, and James Bond almost gets a fucking train dropped on his head. Yes! And that just happens. That's not even the climax of the film. That's just a thing that happens. That's just one of many events. <laughs> That's so true! James Bond almost had a train dropped on his head. And that was just a thing that happened in one of the action sequences. Like, yeah. that's this movie. And the opening sequence, it's like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, can I tell you one very cute story? Please, always. Um, this movie came out on my mother's birthday. And no. I, I took her to the, to the premiere. And it was her 50th birthday. And this was the 50th anniversary to Bond. And Whoa. then the thing at the end pops up that says, Happy 50 years of James Bond. And I was like, oh, look at that. Look at this. It was on my mother's birthday, so that's always a a nice that's, moment with this film with me. That's very very sweet. Yeah. What about you? How how do you feel about Skyfall? I I really like Skyfall. I didn't see it when it came out, mm-hmm. um, but I saw it pretty quick after. Um, uh. Yeah, and I re- I remember really liking it like when it came out or when I saw it the first time. I was never a huge Bond person. Mm-hmm. Not really my particular jam up Your until... Your cup of tea. Yeah, not my cup of tea until semi-recently mm-hmm. uh, when I kind of... I don't know what happened. Something just clicked and I like watched Casino Royale one day and I was like, did these movies actually rip? Was I wrong? Am I a Bond boy now? <laughs> yeah, am I? Hmm, interesting. Uh, and yeah, I am, in fact, a big fan of of Bond. Not, I, I would say it's... Mission Impossible Fallout is just extremely good. I don't know. It is... It's just extremely good. Watching uh, the movie this time, it was weird to think about... The Dark Knight and Mm -hmm. the Bourne series. But to Mm -hmm. also then think about Tenet and Mission Impossible, specifically Mission Impossible Fallout. And just what's specifically, again, Skyfall's influence both ways, beforehand and after. It's such... It's so interesting, like, how this movie is so heavily influenced by Nolan... And, like, the whole Dark Knight thing. Mm-hmm. But then this is so clear. Like, I could, you could do a double feature of Skyfall and Tenet, and it would be like, this is one movie. Like, this is one world that we're yes. in. This is all the same shit, right? And also how Christopher Nolan is influenced by the James Bond series. So it's yeah. really just one big snake eating its tail. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, again, like I watched it and I'm, it's a very, it's such a good fucking movie. Mm -hmm. I have some issues with it. I think it's a bit too long. 
uh, I think some of the... I think this is a problem with all of the Craig Bond movies, but it's mm. always like, there's always like one set piece too many. It's kind of like, what's happening? Why are we here? Okay, cool. <laughs> Why are they running? <laughs> Wait, what are we go? Wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, like you always, it always kind of like there's one moment. And for me in Skyfall, it's the casino mm-hmm. in yes. Macau. Like it's a gorgeous sequence. I think it's done very well, but I'm also kind of like in the middle of it. I'm like, what? Why are we here again? What's going on? Hold on. There's and then a suddenly we're dragon. on. Yeah, there's a Komodo dragon, and that's how he wins a fight. And then suddenly we're on an island with Javier Bardem, and I'm like, oh, okay, we're back in it. Then it's like, but there's that sequence in there that's like, what's happening? Yeah. There's there uh, is there always is that scene. Yeah. Mm. I my weirdest feelings about Casino Royale is that Casino Royale has a zeroth and a fifth act problem, which doesn't make sense. It could, or it has a zeroth and a fourth act problem, mm. which doesn't make sense. It could just be a five act thing, but it's not. It's very clearly a three act structure with a zeroth and a fourth act, mm. and it's very confusing. Yeah. It's been a minute. <clears throat> I'm sure the No Time to Die will probably make me go, dang, I guess it's time to watch Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall again, and Spectre. I got all of David yeah, Lynch, too. Oh, and yeah, it's spooky so... season! I want to do horror movies! Season. Yeah, oh, we gotta watch some spooks. Oh, boy. Um, no Time to Watch. That's my. That's the title what? of Andrew's movie. <laughs> what the f- I saw a, a great that uh, I saw a few times on, on the internet was like, No Time to Die has like the longest runtime of any James Bond movie. And people mm. were like, this seems like plenty of time to die, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Skyfall's good. Uh, this cast. Stacked cast. Stacked cast. Uh, Rory Kinnear coming back as Tanner. Uh, Ben Wishaw's introduction is Q. Uh, Naomi Harris, Paddington. Uh, Naomi Harris as uh Money Penny. Uh, Ralph Fiennes introduction as Mallory. Uh, uh, Javier Bardem fucking coming in and and just just ooh baby ooh giving it all. Uh, so the good. fucking always fantastic Judy Dench, and of course the one and only Daniel Craig, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Who would have thought? I thought that was gonna die this time last year, and it's nah. still every, every single weekend. weekend, every single Friday, baby. And I every like it every Friday. single Friday. I yeah. like the post, whoever posted. Yeah. Do you uh do you uh do you see the David Lynch ones as well? No, I don't. Oh, it's great. If you can believe it. I it mean is Friday once again. <laughs> I have I've seen the clip once, but no oh, he does it even close. He does it every week. Oh really? Yeah, nowhere yeah. even close to ladies and gentlemen the weekend. I see that religiously. Yeah, I mean, that one, that one is like, big meme. The Mm. David Lynch one is like, niche meme. (laughs) 
What world do we live in? You know, the big memes and the, the niche memes. Yeah. That's how memes that work. Phrase. I don't know what you want. Um, uh, any any particular... Obviously, everyone's great. Yeah, no, there's not a weak link. The great thing about James Bond is that it's a big deal, so it's not like most actors phone it in in most of the movies. I haven't seen all of the movies, so I can't make that blanket statement, but for the ones that I've seen, all the actors are usually all good all the time. Yeah. Um, it's clear that they all really like what they're doing. Like, they're just, mm. like, Judy Dench and Daniel Craig are just having a blast together, it seems. Such great chemistry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just the perfect, like, it, 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 like, the perfect sassy grandma to sassy grandchild dynamic. Yes. It's great. You're not gonna, you're not gonna bloody stay here. I love that. Yeah, like all of all of it is so good. Yeah, eject me, eject me, hit the button, do it. Yeah. Oh, Judy Dench. Wow. <laughs> the thing fantastic. is, imagine her getting ejected. Imagine if James Bond did click the button. We saw Judy Dench shoot out of the <laughs> shoot out of the roof. Heaven's so dear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm gonna drive my cool car. Ba-da-ba. Ba-da-ba. Um, dang, Hans Zimmer's gonna do the new movie, bruh. Yeah, bro. Um, and uh, uh, Carrie, some Fukunaga. Uh, true, not True Blood. The other Maniac HBO show. No, they did True Blood. Did they? I, th- I thought it was I, True I'm... Detective. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. True Detective. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I'm I'm a big fan of. Directing. No Time to Die. We'll be talking about him next week. Um, yes. Going back it's to the be cast. Harvey or Bardem, I think, is Ooh. great. Great, Ooh. great, 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 great in this movie. Yeah. Um, the joy to be a Bond villain. It must be... Right? Mad Mickelson. Sorry, the guy from Quantum of Solace. I don't remember oh, you. Who cares about that <laughs> fucking guy? Uh, Javier Bardem. Christoph Waltz. Great! Just in the, Truly, in the Daniel Craig era. Yeah, like... like No one cares about Quantum of Solace. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. It's a horrible movie. Um... But, like, Mads Mikkelsen, Javier Bardem, and Christoph Waltz are, like, just three of the best villains in, like, movies. Yeah, working today, easily. Right? Like, they're just amazing. And so to have them all in one fucking series is, like, mm. ugh. Like, Mads Mikkelsen could only be topped by Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem could only be topped by Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz could only be topped by Mads Mikkelsen. Like, it's just, once we'll again... We'll see where Robbie Malik lines up. Ouroboros, or, or just fucking... Yeah. Ah. Ouroboros. I love it. Ouroboros? <laughs> That's what the sneaky in its own tail thing is called. I just... Yeah, I love the phrase. People don't drop that, usually. I yeah. love I love that you did. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fucking nerd. What, what <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're on fire. That's what you are. Oh, um. I don't know what it's from. I think it's... Like 
Scandinavian. I think Ouroboros is Scandinavian. I'm not sure. Can't remember. I'm not that big of a nerd. Uh, <laughs> told you, Internet. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about him a lot next week, but Mr. Daniel Craig, for Skyfall, uh, what do you think of him? This performance right here. He's so good. He's such a good Bond. Mm. He's such a good Bond. There's this great, I think it's a nerd writer video about Daniel Craig as James Bond of like how fucking good he is for Bond because of his eyes. Because he can have this like perfectly stoic look, like no emotions at all in the rest of his face. But those like piercing baby blue eyes just like, like just reach out and suck you in it's fucking it's incredible what what you can do <laughs> it's true no look at daniel right. craig's eyes they are there's a reason that they blue. use like those sh- like sh- close shots of his face all the time yeah no he's a handsome he's a handsome man he's a handsome man but like as an actor like he knows that that's where his strength is mm-hmm. and it's like it's wonderful to watch and yeah i'm so curious who's gonna be the next bond because now with daniel craig's performance and just the world we live in now politically yeah what do you do with james bond now (laughs) like where where do we go from now that's I yeah. mean, I think we can. I think we can talk about this maybe next week. <laughs> My brain kind of shoots off sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, no, no. It's a. It's a good question. I think it's something that we can think about. All right. Leading into, no time to die. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I don't know if we need more James Bond. Ooh! Tune in next week. Tune in next week after I see No Time to Die. Maybe I'll be like, actually, never actually, mind. Actually, never mind. I like these movies. <laughs> the Annihilation Rule exists, man. Annihilation Rule exists. It's there. Um, um, yeah, but Daniel Craig is, is so good. So effortlessly cool and, like, just great at what he does. Yes. And what about, where are you at with. with Daniel For Craig. me, it's just so good. Com- like, by itself, standing by itself, <clears throat> I think you summed up perfectly why he's such a good James Bond. The mm-hmm. power is in his eyes, and you see... <clears throat> excuse me. You see the torture that having a license to kill has on this guy through Daniel Craig's eyes. Like, and each and from each film, and especially Skyfall, you see like the pressure just on him the whole time. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a great performance. But also in comparison to the other James Bond, he brings so much more depth. And it might be him or the screenwriter. Um, I bet they're all different throughout all the films. But mm-hmm. um there's something so vulnerable and sad about this James Bond, and that's there the whole time. But he's still the most charming guy and sexy guy on earth. They never mm-hmm. lose that. 
And it is such a great testament to these whole, the, the sense Casino Royale, this whole franchise that they have and what they've done with that character. And Daniel Craig, it was, he was the one doing it. So, hey, great, great job. Yeah. I'm so uh, happy so... you have Knives Out now. I'm so, so happy. Yeah. You have another franchise. Because I was so like, don't go, don't go to the MCU, too. man. Please don't. Yeah. Don't be Norman uh, Osborn, please. But he's got knives out. Woo. And he's, he's got like, knives out. He got like $100 million, right? Something crazy He got a stupid. stupid amount of money for No Time to Die, yeah. For No Time to Die, but also the Netflix deal. Because with Knives Out 2 and 3. Oh, also, Ryan Johnson got dumb, stupid money. From, Did uh, Netflix buy Knives Out 2 and 3? Mm-hmm. Yes, they oh, are. They are the I ones who are uh, producing and financing it. Oh, well, yeah, they got fucking bank then. Yeah. They got it, that Netflix money? I think I think he got $50 million for each. Uh, Knives Out 2 and 3. That's great. Fucking good on you. Just, just... Have you ever realized how much money's out there sometimes? <laughs> yeah, I often have... I don't know, arguments, not arguments, moments of, of, of tension with some people that I know mm-hmm. because uh, we're, we'll talk about how much money people make or whatever. And I'll like complain about the artistic director of a theater here in Edmonton, um, making like $200,000. And I'm like, that's an exorbitant amount of money. Like I could like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then someone will be like, well, it's not like that much money. And I'm like, I've lived on the poverty line my whole life. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. $40,000 a year sounds like an exorbitant amount of money. Mm-hmm. I could not imagine what $200,000 a year is. Are you killing a bug? I did. I did kill a bug. I hope, no. the, I hope the audio heard it. I hope it heard the squish. Smack. Yeah, so, yeah, $50 million is is fucking insane. Uh, uh, so, the writers, uh, you mentioned, um, there's three writers on Skyfall. Uh, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and John Logan. Neil Purvis and Robert Wade have written all of the Craig Bond movies, and John Logan uh, only came on for the Sam Mendes ones. Okay. <clears throat> the two writers that you talked about beforehand are they doing no time to die yes yeah neil purvis and uh robert wade you know what i was yesterday not excited at all for no time to die i was just like yeah another james bond movie i love james bond great i watch skyfall i am so excited i'm I'm so excited oh my god what are they gonna do yeah what are they? I have no idea. Uh, so also, we're going to talk about it next week. But just so, just to get you even more excited, um, Scott Z. Burns is the third writer on No Time to Die. He wrote Contagion and The Bourne Ultimatum and The Report. Okay, you uh, saw and The a, Report. A, yeah, I really like The Report. It's mm. it's very much up my alley. I don't know if it I don't know if it's for everybody, but mm. it's very much my my jam. I really like it. Adam Driver's great. Like, like he is at everything. It's true. Um, oh god, I'm sorry. I gotta. My phone is dying. I'm trying to. 
charger. Get the get the charger on there. There we go. Okay. I was talking to Justin the other day, and I was like, "What if Adam Driver became our generation's Nicolas Cage?" I don't want to have this. I, I'm no Nicolas Cage sucks. What are you talking about? But like, imagine a fun career. Imagine Adam Driver's national treasure. Yeah, I think Adam Driver is going to have a lot of fun doing a lot of fun, good movies. But to compare him to Nicolas Cage is kind of insane. No, that's what I want. I want him to make that Nicolas Cage turn. Okay. That's that's uh, Andrew's TED Talk. I want Adam Driver to be in good movies. So. Yeah, Pig! Go see Pig, folks. Um, uh, I had a point. I had something I wanted to say. I forgot it. Writing. Excited for No Time to Die. Um, What do you think of the script for Skyfall? <clears throat> I like it. I think it has like moments where it doesn't land. Um, it is just as, as uh, you know, misogynistic as, as all the other James Bond films. Yeah, poor woman who got shot. Who, who, was, oh who slept with uh, no. Daniel Craig and then shot in the head. No woman would be like in her shower on a boat and have a strange man who she met earlier that night just appear behind her naked and just be fine with that. That makes no sense at all. It doesn't make sense, but it's pretty sexy. <laughs> like it's sexy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I kind of want to talk about with James Bond. Mm-hmm. Of like just how much james bond is like this male fantasy of like being suave and cool and like i'm good at killing and i'm always i want like my suit is always perfect and like i take time to fix my fucking shirt after (laughs) i jump into a fucking train i'm like ripped and like all these women want to fuck me all the time i'm so fucking cool i'm so masculine but it's not like overpowering i could like put on a shirt and you don't necessarily see my muscles but you yeah, know i'm right? stacked like it's everything yeah. you want yeah mm-hmm. it's such an interesting little thing i guess not little it's huge it's a million dollar fucking franchise um but i think it's i think it's so interesting that this thing has like i guess lasted so long mm. in this like almost time capsule of of what it is yeah yeah, for sure. Like, a lot of other franchises, a lot of other long-standing things, kind of evolve and change, and they and they do different things. Like with each subsequent, you know, whatever reading of it, each mm. each subsequent release of of something. And James Bond kind of hasn't. Like it's all kind of been like, yeah, we're gonna do like Daniel Craig is gonna be like the grittier version of Bond. Like, what if it was, you know real or whatever the fuck but it's still like a fantastical film like yeah for sure it's like he's like uh q when he gives him the uh the gun at the radio he's like what you want an exploding pin but yeah. there's a scene where james bond almost had a train dropped on his head like <laughs> those two yeah. things exist <laughs> those exist in the same film and they're and they're given equal weight and it's very mm. interesting um i do want uh, to because James Bond is totally the male fantasy. And 
for specifically the character of James Bond. They haven't done great, but is that a bad thing? Is it bad to have a film franchise that's just the male fantasy? I saw I, Venom. I don't know. I saw Venom the other day, and that's a movie made for 12-year-old boys. Just just <laughs> top to bottom, tip to toe, made for 12-year-old boys. But is that I don't bad? Know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of this is another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about next week with no time to die. I think it's something that we can Again, I just I have to just think about a little bit. Yeah, no, no, I it's love like, this. It, it, it good, like I enjoy these films. Is it good that they exist? I don't know. Do they need to exist? No. Well, nothing like, needs to exist. Nothing needs to exist. Yeah, yeah. We nothing matters. Don't I guess lie. who cares? This I guess like, this is something just to think about. This is a, a rare opportunity. We haven't done this since Star Wars. <clears throat> kind yeah. of just questioning these things, and we'll. We won't have answers. We'll never have answers, but no. But it gives us. We we have this week. We have next week to kind of like examine we're doing our one job particular next week today. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're kind of examining our the franchise a little a little bit because I don't know. I I don't know, and it's it's such an interesting little fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I want I want to ramble on about some franchise stuff. Yes, uh, of course. In a bit, but before we do that. Uh, Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes. Sam Bannigan. What do you think of this, Sam? Uh, I really like. I really like the direction in Skyfall. Mm. I think it's really, really well done. Um, I didn't realize that Sam Mendes directed American Beauty until yeah. I looked at the IMDb yesterday. Uh, which is remember liking American Beauty. American Beauty. It's like, it's something that gives me great pain a lot. Because it's like a beautiful movie with maybe one of the greatest performances of all time. But it's tarnished now. <laughs> but you can't, but like you can't be like, oh yeah, American Beauty. Yeah, you and know, American cinema. Beauty with one of the greatest performances in it by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's whack. Uh, but like I haven't seen, uh, I've seen... American Beauty and both of his James Bond movies and nothing else he's done. Mm. You still haven't seen so, uh, that one shot, 1917? 1917? No, I have not. I got my fill with Dunkirk, baby. We've talked about this. But it's been, um, it's been three years since Dunkirk. If you're ever in that World War uh, feeling, it's, no, it's a never fun in, movie. <laughs> I'm never in that mood. Um, yeah, I think he does a really good job. I think... Uh, uh, him and and the fucking the goat Roger Deakins, uh, just do such a great job of of making this movie what it is. Um, yeah, the like pacing of it, the quippiness, the acting, it's all it's all just it's all just well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about Roger Deakins in a sec. Uh, but what did you think of Sam Mendes? Uh, Sam Mendes is a great director. Uh, really, really, really good director. Um, and the direction in this is really good. He knows how to pace a movie. Like, this movie is long, and there are segments that could be taken out of this movie, and yet, the movie still, like, you are enjoying yourself for the two hours and thirty minutes you're there. Yeah, Um, it's great. God, no time to die is three hours. 
It's got to yeah. be four hours of trailers and whatnot. Dang, that's a chunk of my life. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just what, like, I saw Skyfall so, so many times in theaters and so many times mm. out of theaters. And I bet, I I can, I would put money that I'm going to love this movie, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Just three hours. <laughs> just... I'm just watching yeah. something over and over again. I'm having friends coming into town, and we're going to see it with them. So I'm going to see it two times in theaters. And if I love oh, it, boy. I'm probably going to see it three times. Things, This is how <laughs> things kind of just stack up for your movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how you'd kind of do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, we'll like walk in on Sunday for the, for the pod, and mm. you'll be like, yeah, okay, so I've seen it every day since yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Seen- uh, <laughs> I do that with movies I don't even like. I'm like, yeah, no, I yeah. saw it every day this week because, <laughs> you know, I had two hours to kill. I should have been doing something else, but I did it. <laughs> but I didn't. Instead, I saw Happy Time Murders again. I, don't know. <laughs> I thought this time I'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> this time maybe it'll be different. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, no, uh, the the film is directed very well. The cinematography, forget about it. Imagine, yeah. this movie's not even in Roger Deakins' top ten. This, this It's true. Not even close to his top ten. This is just another day for Roger Deakins. He was like, oh, you oh, want me to shoot that? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, Roger Deakins does... And, 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 like, obviously, Roger Deacon does a lot of this work. But I think him and Sam Mendes do such a good job of using two colors. This whole movie is either orange or flat gray. Those are the two colors of lights in this movie. And it's fucking great. Mm. Like, it's so well done. Mm. Like... It really, I don't know what it was. It really struck me this time. Like the use of like warm colors and cool colors to, to me, again, I'm not like good at all this stuff. So I, this might not work if you start studying it too much. Uh, but to me, it really felt like the warm and cool were like being used to represent uh, James Bond's like comfort at like what he's doing like that first scene uh uh the first the opening sequence is all warm like bond is like very comfortable doing this this is just like his job this is just what he does um and then you know we see him on the beach we see that warm lighting in that bar suddenly switch to like gray as he's alone, yeah, not doing anything, and then when he goes back to London, it's like warm when he's in M's house, when he's in M's home, it's warm lighting again. But then as soon as he gets to MI6, it's, it's cool, to, yeah, it's back to cool because he's uncomfortable and he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He's been like he got shot, he's injured, he's like tired, he's old, mm. like out of commission. He's, all these things yeah and then when he goes to 
Shanghai, and there's that fucking fantastic fight in the in the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light is like changing between like a cool and a warm color because of the neon lights outside. It's mainly cool and then like darkness, but there is like bits of warmth like yes. here and there mm-hmm. that like kind of like tease out like is James more comfortable now? Is he can he still do this? And then to to hop on what you're saying, then at the end there's this big fire and yeah. they're in the f- literal freezing cold. Yeah. As well, like no, that's a that's a that's a that's a great reading, Sam. There's no need it to does, couch it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it does such a good job, and I think at some point it like flips mm-hmm. to he's now comfortable in the cool stuff, uh, and he's uncomfortable in the warm. I don't know exactly where that happens, but it feels like there is a moment where it kind of switches, and then it kind of, and then that that last sequence is kind of yeah in the middle. Of like, yes, there's this raging warm fire. It's bright orange lighting across everything. But also, yeah, it is freezing cold. And like the other half of the lighting is winter night coolness. Yeah, in Scotland. Which, yeah, this movie, like, if I retire, I might go to Scotland. Like, I never, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That, that, that entire manor is so great. Yeah, uh, it's gorgeous. Uh, but yeah, I think I, oh, it just really struck me this time. Like, I, I don't know what it was. It just really, I was just like, oh God, oh, Roger, what are you doing to me? Oh, Roger. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I totally agree with you with the lights. Um, Roger Deakins. No, what is he doing? Is he doing anything soon? Roger Deakins. My I... iPad is about to die, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this real quick. Roger Deakins. Uh, he's working on uh, Sam Mendes's next movie, Empire of Light. Okay. Okay. Cool. Twenty twenty two. I guess I... him and Sam Sam Deacons became became buds because he did Skyfall. He did nineteen seventeen. He's doing mm. Empire of Light. Roger Deakins is just the fucking best. Yeah. It would have been crazy for him to do Doom, but I guess scheduling. Yeah, what was he doing instead of Dune? I mean, maybe 1917, the way schedules work. Maybe? There's probably a lot of CGI in Dune, so... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And it was supposed to come out in 2020. (laughs) It's still just... I I mean, 1917 came out in in 2019. Yeah. They could have had a whole year to do Dune with Roger Deakins. Mm. I would have loved to see Dune yeah, with no, Roger Deakins. You push back a project for Roger Deakins. He, <laughs> I fucking would. You, I'm you, like, I'm sorry. You're letting me get who? Yeah, okay, we'll wait. You push back your big sci-fi opera to get Roger Deakins. You're busy. Yeah. Just when you free, text me when you free, and then we got it. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't worry about it. We will work around you. Um. Oh, Greg Frazier! Greg Frazier is doing the, the cinematography for Dune. Uh, he did uh, he did Rogue One, he did Vice, he did Lion, he did Foxcatcher. He's oh. doing the Batman. He did Zero Dark Thirty. This movie's gonna be gorgeous. Yeah, no, no, no problem. <laughs> no I just problem. I got worried. I got worried. <laughs> that for a was second. gonna be uh, 
the person who <laughs> did the cinematography for Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like real scared for a hot sec. I was like, oh no, oh no. Yeah, dude's gotta look good. Shang Chi can't be the movie I hate. The Eternal. Well, it can't be the Eternals either, huh? Guess, I guess it'll be Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't do the Eternals either. Never mind. I forgot. Aren't both of those movies coming out this year? Oh, yes. Oh, God. We're getting four series and four movies a year. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I forgot that whole fucking thing. Um, I remember at the beginning of the year, I think I sent you an an infographic. and It was like, hey, almost every week this year, we're getting a new Marvel thing. And I was like, "Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. We're not talking about Marvel. We're, We're not talking about, talking other about franchises. No, but speaking of franchises and and long franchises, that was a segue that was delivered from us from the gods. Yeah, you. This movie is, I believe, the twenty second. I believe No Time to Die is the twenty fourth Bond film. Um, no, I'll look it up. Yeah. No matter what, if I'm wrong by one number or not, there's a lot of movies in this franchise. <laughs> There are a lot of movies in this franchise. Uh, no Time to Die will be the 25th. 25th. Ah. Yeah. Um. If you, if you, there's potentially 27th if you count the 1967 Casino Royale and the 1983 Never Say Never Again. Yeah. Um. If you count those, then... No Time to Die will be the 27th. If well, you you, you can, we can not. all easily strike out that Casino Royale. I believe Woody Allen had a hand in that movie. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah fuck that movie. Um, Never Say Never Again. I saw Never Say Never Again. It's cool. It's some convoluted reason why it's unofficial. It's something it says it's non-Eon? Yeah. Is that it? It's not based on the two. Movie? Yeah. So two. So uh, yeah. So Casino, the Casino Royale, and Never Say Never Again were produced um, by other production companies mm-hmm. uh, instead of Eon. Ah, okay. Did all the other ones? Um, but you had some some thoughts about franchises and the longevity of franchises yeah i think bond is like such an interesting franchise like i talked about it i mentioned it a little bit earlier the uh the like how it's like kind of stayed in this little bubble compared to other long-standing franchises that have also lasted through decades um like doctor who or star wars mm-hmm. um are the two that spring to my mind mm-hmm. immediately um mainly because like Doctor Who, you know, every few years gets a whole revamp, basically. They get a new actor. They usually get a new showrunner. Usually that's when, like, a lot of big staff changes happen. Um, For better and for worse, you know, it happens, whatever. But, like, Star Wars and Doctor Who... But and Star Wars, like obviously the original trilogy was like that was one thing, and then the prequel trilogy was a different like production situation. The, the sequel trilogy a different, an entirely different production situation. Um, it's just so interesting that like 
Star Wars and Doctor Who have like evolved as they've gone on. They didn't kind of, I mean, you know, say what you will about a fucking Force Awakens, but like these generally these things kind of like change pretty drastically as time goes on. Like, yeah, Doctor Who is always kind of the same sort of thing. You get the same kind of vibe, but like there's a reason I, I kind of stopped watching during Matt Smith's years because it was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Like you've ruined the thing that I loved about this show. Uh, like you, I think they fundamentally misunderstood the character, but Matt Smith is like a lot of people's favorite doctor. I think they're all incredibly wrong, but you know, <laughs> um, yes. but I think also like, it's so cool that so many of these franchises David Tennant. Sorry, that just sent chill, chills down my spine. We're three doctors away from David Tennant. Yeah, we're about to be four. We're about to be four. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting, like, when do these franchises kind of take a look at themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mission Impossible, the other one that I kind of want to talk about here, like Star Wars, like it took eight movies for them to be like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Hey, what's all this? Uh, and we love it. We are we are we're huge Last Jedi advocates here on Welcome Back. Um, you know, it took Doctor Who. I don't know how much they did it post this, but they did it at least once with David Tennant and the waters on Mars and the, the whole master finale. That's a great episode, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh buddy. Oh, I could talk about those. Goddamn. I could talk about David Tennant's doctor who for fucking, I could do this entire, I could do these 200 episodes on those like four seasons of that show. <laughs> I'm not joking. I would talk about that. I would watch that all the time. It's so good. Um. Uh, but like, and Mission Impossible did it in Fallout. In a sense, like all of these things do them at, at sort in of a different sense, yes. Like vibes and levels and and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And I think it's so interesting that James Bond kind of does it three times potentially. I don't know about No Time to Die, but does it at least twice in a row? Mm-hmm. Like Skyfall and Spectre are both very much like what it specter does it a bit more but skyfall does it a lot too of just like kind of interrogating its own character yeah there's a literal interrogation in this movie um yeah uh and like you know the the speech christoph waltz has at the end of specter when james is like walking through that hallway and like seeing the faces of everyone close to him who's died (laughs) Like, in these past couple of movies, it's like, yeah, a lot of people die because of you, James. Like, what is up? Are you good? Uh, but, you know, Skyfall fucking ha- however many years before six years. When did Last Jedi come out? 2018? 2016? 2017. 2017. Damn it. Uh, you know, five years before Last Jedi came out, Skyfall really came out and said, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. It does, huh? <clears throat> it do. 
Um, I've rambled enough. Me. What are your thoughts on on all these? No, because what you're saying, I I like it's interesting because unlike unlike these other franchises, um, James Bond has been going for fifty years, and yeah, has been going with many different actors. Have had we've had. <clears throat> goofy James Bond. We've had serious James Bond. We have classic James Bond. We have the... Sh- oh, the Batman is the other one. Yeah, no, the whole Batman series. Yeah. Is very interesting. Batman, I mean... Well, hey, the closest that we get to a movie interrogating Batman is Joker. Right? For other big franchises, there's nothing for the MCU, there's nothing for Harry Potter, there's nothing for... Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Like for those last two with Fantastic Beats and uh not Beats, Beasts. Beasts. <laughs> no, our by the, the bit way, is Fantastic Beats and the Rhymes of Grindelwald. By the way, need to tell you. So this time it's Fantastic Beats, the remix of Dumbledore. <laughs> the remix that's very funny. Of Dumbledore. Uh that's that's extremely funny. <laughs> Fuck turfs, and I'm not going to go see this movie, but that's extremely good. Um, Fantastic Beats and Where to Find Them, Fantastic Beats and the Rhymes of Grindelwald, and Fantastic Beats the Remix of Dumbledore is an extremely good trilogy. That's extremely good. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. That's all I wanted. <laughs> if J.K. Rowling wasn't such a turf, I would be like, someone has to make this like an album series. Like some rapper has to <laughs> album do this, series. Right? Who knows if I'm fortunate enough? I'll promise they'll be my uh, my comedy. No, because no, because J.K. Rowling's a turf. Don't do it. Uh, um, I Lord of the Rings. I'll keep yelling about it all the time. No, we need people like you in the world. We do. Um, what do I want to say? With Fantastic Beast and. The Hobbit series. They could have done something like that. Really looked at the yeah. legacy, but they don't. Or they didn't in The Hobbit's case. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Last Jedi is a, is a good... I mean, yeah. Because we both love The Last Jedi. But with James Bond, it's kind of hard because... it's Is James Bond a bad guy? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's that, right? That's like, you can't have, like, well, the Jedi are really misguided, and you can talk about the Sith, and blah, 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 blah. Is James Bond bad? Yeah. He kills yeah. people. <laughs> Pretty cool, he, but it's still He murder. kills people, <laughs> and he uses women in in horrible ways. Oh, he, he and is a master manipulator. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good dude. By any means. Sure. But I do like it. I, yeah, but I do like it when he jumps on a train and fixes his suit. <laughs> That's pretty sick, actually. I don't know. And especially, I think, of the Bond, of the Daniel Craig Bond series, the movie that, to me at least, I haven't seen it in a while, <clears throat> that does the most interrogating is Casino Royale. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, of like a bomb, a bomb, a bond starting out. Um, Man, Casino Royale is really good. It is really good. 
that gotta finish again it's 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 so long um yeah fuck there's so much lynch gotta finish david lynch twin peaks is rough y'all i'm having a bad time no no joke if someone who if someone is listening to this i know we don't have a lot of listeners and that's totally i get it but if anyone hearing this is a big fan of twin peaks can you please like tweet at me or message me or something i'm so confused as to why twin peaks why why question mark why twin peaks why this what is it about this thing am i just missing it like is it just i don't know how long i can stick it out like i'm i i don't know if i'll be able to finish it like it's a lot we shall see i'll happily watch other david lynch stuff i'll happily finish all his movies because i think he's a fascinating director but like if he leaves halfway through season two of of twin peaks And then he doesn't come back for another fucking 30 years. Like, I don't... uh, uh, uh. (laughs) All the acting is so bad. It's so bad. It's so slow. They use the same two songs over and over again. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. Um, That's so funny. Well, Well, we'll see. But with but please reach out. At, I'm at Sam Bannigan. Just please, I need help with this. I'm really struggling. I guess for your question of of fran of the a franchise questioning yeah, itself, and no, you're good. Welcome back, right? Um, yeah. I guess I'll come back tomorrow. It'll be something I'm thinking about. It doesn't. I mean, it does need to kind of reckon with some things, right? The great thing about Star Wars was it was the people who were like us that were like, yeah, The Force Awakens, it's cool. Nice to have Star Wars back in theaters, but mm-hmm. huh, it's kind of disappointing that they're doing the same thing. And then Last Jedi yeah. came out and slapped us in the face. And Yeah, it's great. And I guess this whole Daniel Craig series is kind of interrogating the past 40-some years of bought before it. Yeah, that's true. I guess maybe I don't feel it as much. Andrew. Quite literally in a week. Who knows? I've not seen any other James Bond movies. Mm. I only know Daniel Craig as Bond. Oh, okay. I like Timothy Dalton. He He's one of my favorites. Timothy Dalton's very funny in other things that I've seen him in. I like Sean Connery too. He's probably my favorite favorite Bond because I'm an old yeah, he's a man. Piece of shit though. <clears throat> Goldfinger's like uh, awesome. I haven't I haven't seen them. <laughs> um, I'm guessing they're even more oh, sexist than these ones are. Of course, and that's that's going to be rough. What, what, what are we doing here? They were made in the '60s, '70s, '80s, and the '90s. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I would love to hear your thought. Maybe, who knows? 2022, who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows how long I will be stuck in this pandemic while Andrew gets to live his normal everyday life? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Come on. Who knows? Trudeau, come on. Uh, who knows how long? Oh, man, I didn't tell you this thing. I'll tell you. 
anything else on James Bond? Anything else on Skyfall before we... Before Skyfall we is a up? really good movie. Uh, it's great. Yeah, I feel like we've just said it in so many different ways. Does Skyfall it, is great. Boom. What were you Does it say? have the best Bond theme? No. I don't think so. Oh. One of the best Bob, Bond theme, themes. That's probably the best, one. the best Daniel Craig one, for sure, hands down. I like yeah. Live or Let Die. Also, Goldfinger is like classic. Uh, um, um, yeah, Live or Let Die is pretty sick. It's that part. The Live or Let Die part is just kind of sad. And then it yeah. goes da 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 Sounds like you're singing the Saw theme. It does. does. Wait, wait a minute. Da da da. <laughs> wait, you do Saw. Okay. Da 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 it's the same thing. James, same you thing. got some explaining to do. And I'm talking about Juan, uh, not Bond. Yeah. Man, we gotta watch Malignant. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Um That's good. Else? I guess that'll be like our that'll be our Halloween one, right? Because we yes. got Bond, we got No Time to Die next week, we got Dune the week after that. Oh, is it the week after? I thought there was a break. Then it's Oh, is it is there a break? I think so. I oh, be right, because I because I thought no Time to Die came out on the 15th, because Dune comes out on the 22nd. Yes. But No Time to Die comes out on the 8th. I don't know. What, I feel like there's something happening on the 15th, and then the 22nd is um, Dune. Great. Uh, okay, so the fun Canada update. Um, the leader of the NDP, Yagmeet Singh, shout outs. I know you're listening, Yagmeet, because you're cool. Um, he wrote a letter signed with a bunch of other MPs uh, to Trudeau imploring him to take federal action for Alberta because Kenny, our premier, uh, is doing fuck all. Mm-hmm. And like, just like, it was like a two-page letter of just like calling out how horrible Jason Kenny has been to Albertans and how it's costing lives, which it is. Um, like 30 people died yesterday of COVID. That's just kind of every day now. Um, uh, yeah, wrote a, wrote a letter to the prime minister to try and see if Trudeau will do anything to help Alberta. I doubt he will, but who knows? I doubt he will just because honestly, he has no support in Alberta. Like, put, like, politically, he has no support here, and I think helping us would, I think he, I think that he thinks it would be, it would ruin his image ah. uh, in the eyes of, of, like, his own party, in, in a sense. Um, but it's also costing people li- their lives every day, so who knows what's going to happen. Also... So, Alberta is do- finally doing, like, an official vaccine passport. They released a QR code that everyone's able to get. But the super fun thing is that the app to scan the QR code to get all the information is not done yet. Wait. <clears throat> so there's not an app? There is. You can get a QR code to have all your vaccination records on this little QR code. There is no way 
for people to have an app to scan that QR code to verify. Oh, okay. So there's no app. <laughs> so there's no app to verify that this QR code is real. So we still have to use the editable PDFs from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, before we have to wait for this app, the scanner app to be released. Come on, so we Canada. can start using these QR codes. Sorry. Come on, Canada. Come on, Alberta. The rest of Canada is fine. In uh, I think Manitoba, they gave they gave everyone a plastic card that like goes in your wallet with a QR code on the back and your and your uh, photo of you on the front. I um, wish they did that for us. Or your name or something. I can't remember. It might not be your photo, but it's like a QR code and like your name um, on the front, and it's like vaccination record. Uh, BC has like a QR code app that like one app that everyone usually already has, has the QR code on it and is also how you scan it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a business, um, I think Saskatchewan has another one that they're doing everywhere else is doing just fine. Not just fine. It's still bad here in Canada. It's still worse here in Canada than a lot of places, but it's especially horrendous here in Alberta. Um, and that's where I get to live. And I'm going to go risk my life to see No Time to Die. My name is Sam Bannigan. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And I am Andrew Thomas. Uh, if you want to uh, support the show financially, you can join Lennox Studios over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash WelcomeBackPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month, uh, straight into your ears. This this month we played some Family Feud, and let me tell you, Family Feud a lot harder. Than it's a lot seems. harder than you think. Uh, it's a lot harder yeah, than you think, folks. It's a lot harder, and we aren't being like filmed in front of an audience or anything. Like we're just chilling, uh, and it was bad. Um, yeah, if you want to support us there, that would be fantastic. We it means the world to us. Uh, but if you don't have uh, the five bucks a month or you don't want to give us money every month, that's totally fine. We totally get it. That pandemic is very real, as I was just talking about. Um, uh, if you still want to support the show, you can follow us on all the social medias at Welcome Back Pod. Uh, you can subscribe to us on all the different uh, podcatchers of your choice. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that stuff. Uh, uh, all that stuff can be found at link tree slash welcome back pod link <clears throat> is like link tr.ee slash welcome back pod has all of our links uh to everything it should probably be in the video in the video in the, I'm, my, I'm done uh in the podcast description uh if you want to support the show that is a fantastic way to do it and the best way go get your friends Grip it and rip it, bruh. Um, rip it and rip it, baby. Hey, tell your friends about us. Tell all your spy friends. Tell everyone who has a license to kill and all, everyone who has a license to die. I guess everyone has a license to die. Everyone but... has a license. <laughs> well, actually, actually, suicide is illegal in a lot of places. So, is it no, illegal? you don't. 
What happens to you? It is illegal. You? What happens to you? Okay, I, I kill don't. myself. So what happens? So I'm I put on trial? Don't. I don't know, Andrew. <laughs> I'm gonna go to one illegal. of these places and go. So I'm gonna kill myself just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to witness that, tell your friends about it. Sponsor my trip to. I only get to choose one of these places. <laughs> you get to choose one. There's only one. <laughs> so actually, Patreon poll. You can only go on the Patreon poll and choose where yeah, Andrew gets go to on die. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, submit your suggestions for where Andrew has to commit suicide in, in what does your Twitter bio say in four years? Yeah, four. <laughs> no, it's not four. Is it not? Is it twenty twenty five? I thought it was twenty twenty five. Is it twenty thirty? No, it's not twenty thirty. No, never twenty thirty. <laughs> then it must be twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. We're I'll in look it up right now. Yeah, so four years. It's not twenty twenty one. No, we're in 2021. Yeah, we're in 2021. 2025, I was right. Fuck you. <laughs> Where is Andrew going to kill himself in four years? Vote on Patreon. Goodbye. <laughs>